Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. We've been hearing a lot lately about mental health, and it seems like it's come to the forefront when talking about the overall health of kids today. Parents and kids can be facing mental health challenges this school year especially. Whether kids are at school or remote learning from home, each brings its own stressors. Being at school and wearing a mask, worrying about COVID, or hearing reports of cases at school, the struggles and complications with remote learning, school is harder for everyone this year. My guest today, Dr. Jeffrey Putt, is here to help parents work through some of these issues. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at CollegeAdvantage.com. Dr. Jeffrey Putt is a licensed clinical psychologist who joined Akron Children's Hospital in 2009 and has also treated patients in private practice through Child and Family Psychological Associates in Cuyahoga Falls. He oversaw the growth and development of Akron Children's Triple P Positive Parenting Program, focusing on evidence-based behavior management. And through media interviews and social media posts, he's offered Northeast Ohio parents advice on a variety of topics. Dr. Putt holds a Doctor of Psychology degree from the University of Indianapolis and serves on the faculty of the Northeast Ohio Medical University as an assistant professor of pediatrics and an assistant professor of psychiatry and psychology. He conducts lectures and provides training to pediatric residents about topics related to parenting and behavior management. So welcome, Dr. Putt. I should say welcome back. Yes, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you for being on and thank you for being on again. You were so great. We had to have you back. It's great to be back. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is obviously kind of a different topic than we talked about last time and, and it's timely. So we're seeing, you know, and it actually came from a post that I saw that you posted and I was like, Hey, that would be a great topic, (laughs) another podcast topic. And then it went from there. So what are you seeing with families, you know, at this point in the pandemic and it's been, you know, we're heading toward a year here and I'm sure you have a lot of stories, but what, what are you seeing as far as families with their struggles or mental health or any issues like that? Well, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. And I think overall parents are doing a great job, you know, the, the number of things that are being expected of parents has gone through the roof. You know, they're trying to be parents and teachers and, and work their jobs and flex their schedules and uh, rearrange their homes. And, you know, it, it's been pretty stressful. I think that the biggest thing that I see is that, you know, a lot of parents are able to rally for a short time thinking, look, we're just going to get through this. It's going to be terrible for a minute and we'll make it work. But as this has drug on for a while, and as this has become more and more of a a real problem that you've got to work around and 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 change your life for, it's creating some huge stressors for families because our jobs weren't designed this way, our homes weren't designed this way, our our school system wasn't designed this way. And when when you sign up for the internet or when you go and buy your home, you don't say, you know, I, I wonder how this would work as a classroom or, you know, how, how can you tell me about the internet if every single person in this family is yeah. uh, doing a Zoom call? You know, it's one of those things where we just didn't really think that way. And now we're having to, to troubleshoot on the fly and be responsible for everything else, maybe even stressors related to our own jobs or elderly family members. So it's a lot all at once. 
Yeah, I mean, just those are just little things, but um, you know, just before we started, I was having internet issues because of that reason. I was like, oh man, and I had to switch to a hotspot and then try to go back to another one. And because I've got, you know, everybody else is here today on Zoom and on all these kind of things. My son's on a face a time with a small group, my daughter's on her Zoom and all. So same thing. And um, right, we say it's temporary, you know, but it's and it's kind of like, well, is it temporary? You know, like you said, you can hold on for a few minutes. And I'm my my kids have been in person school until, you know, lately. So it hasn't I know others are in very different situations. And I am, you know, fortunate enough that I have worked from home always anyways. So that part wasn't a real switch for me. But I know that for many, many people, they're not used to working from home and then working from home. So trying to figure that out. Plus, they're trying to help their kids if they're home. So that that, that can be a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, the, many jobs are not designed to be at home jobs. Some of them right. simply cannot be done that way. And we don't really think about the fact that Okay, so we're taking advantage of technology right now. We're using a, a program to record and we're on computers and we're using hotspots and internet and all that. But what about the people who don't have that? What about the people who don't have the resources? And, and you know, we don't really think about how disproportionately this is affecting people who don't have the space, don't have the resources, don't have the technology, can't afford that plan, don't have the computers. And, and just really how honestly, disproportionately that impact is is affecting them. And so, you know, we get frustrated when we have a, an internet glitch and I've seen um, a number of kids completely lose it over this break because they're taking a test and they're partway through and the internet goes down or something happens and it freezes and then they're bawling because, you know, will the test be counted? And, you know, there's real stressors that are built into it, but some people have immense stressors, even just getting to the ability to to have a quiet place to work or, or, or the resources to be able to even log on in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's a great reminder for all of us who aren't at that level, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, like you said, we're frustrated because of, of some of those things you mentioned, the internet or the space or the, you know, we're not able to do certain things now. We can't just, you know, because our kids are here or whatever it might be, um, or trying to help them and we don't know what we're doing, but that's, you know, to me, those are just, you know, minor in comparison to those other things you mentioned, you know, uh, we are able to have internet, you know, we're able to be here if we, you know, you can, you're able to do. So it's a really good reminder that, you know, when we start to get frustrated or think about those things that, you know what, there are a lot of people in a lot worse situations than that. It can always get worse. That's one of those things where, you know, we, we really have to often focus on the blessings and the things that we have. I mean, when in the history of time have we had so much technology to even be able to work around this? When have we had things that we can afford and access and resources and things at our fingertips? And, you know, when you think about the, the moon landing and how a, an iPhone has way more computing power than the entire uh, space mission did, it's, it's astronomical. So in lots of ways, we're lucky that we have the resources and technology and ability, but on an individual basis, we're often um, missing out on on kind of realizing how blessed we are. And I guess one of the things is we don't want to minimize the stress. We don't want to minimize how much this absolutely sucks for everyone who's going through it. But that being said, 
we also need to recognize that that there are people who have it worse and there are people who are struggling even more. And so that helps it put it into perspective for us, I think, sometimes. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, we're not minimizing it because it's real and everybody deals with things differently and everybody has different things that, you know, affect them more than others. So it's we're not minimizing it. But like you said, also, if any time that you can be grateful or look at the positive things and realize that other people are in situations, you know, much worse than I think that's that would have to be good for your own mental health. Right. I would agree. And yeah. you know, the, 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 the general saying that always pops into my mind is this too shall pass. This will, this yeah. will eventually get better. This will Everyone's pass. like, will it though? <laughs> it will. And you know, I'm not in the predicting game. I'm not, no. uh, I don't have money on a certain date or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the predictive ability to tell you what day it will change or in what way specifically. But what I can tell you is that that this is a very specific, unique thing. And, you know, looking at the positives of technology with the, you know, the um, vaccinations that have come so quickly, you know, the fastest ever in the history of vaccination programs and, and whatnot, and, and just the, the resources that have been mobilized for this. So, you know, there's a lot of things that have been brought to bear on a problem that's new and unique and challenging. And the creativity of teachers, the resilience of parents, the patience of kids who absolutely can't stand some of these things. Um, you know, we're, we will all get through this. This will pass. It will be better eventually. And, you know, we'll look back at, at this and it will be a, a galvanizing moment in many people's lives because we all live through it. Right. You're right. And I think that hopefully in some of the things that you even mentioned, hopefully we will be better for it. You know, later we can't a lot of people can't think of that now because you're in the thick of it. But hopefully there will be many lessons learned and, and things that we've learned from it about ourselves and our families. And like you said, realizing like, hey, you did, you know, maybe you were stronger than you thought and you were more creative or more resourceful, whatever it was um, that you learned about yourself that you were able to do. So hopefully those positive things and I'm sure they will will come out later that's like I said hard to for some people right now to think that way I'm just trying to get through you know one day but hopefully that will come out later um we talked a lot about well not a lot yet but we talked some so far about more kind of on the, the parent side of things somewhat so what about the kids same thing are you just are you seeing a lot of kind of like maybe anxiety stress depression because of this yeah, you know, we're asking kids to completely learn differently, completely function differently. You might have a kid who excelled in one format and is terrible in another format. You have kids with, you know, ADHD or behavior issues or other focus concerns, and now you're asking them to sit and stare at a screen without that um, uh, structure of a classroom and the bells and the, the teacher there to, to monitor. And, and, those are things that are huge pressures, or maybe you're a, a visual learner. Maybe you need to talk more to your teacher, or maybe you're someone who really needs that social interaction. And all of those things are challenges in their own different ways for students, you know, not having social interaction, especially if you started at a new school or you're new to an area, especially if you struggle um, with, you know, social interactions and, and interpersonal communications anyway. Maybe you're shy. Maybe that's not your forte, or maybe it is. And, and that's how you kind of feel good about going to school. Maybe that's the part you look forward to the most. And so, 
you know, this has had a huge impact on kids because we're asking them to be organized and independent and structured in ways that we never asked them to be before. Yeah. And I think just with my own, you know, with my youngest, she's always, you know, usually just really positive and happy-go-lucky and making us laugh. And, and she still is, and she's doing great. Like I said, they haven't been, she has not been online that long and she's been doing great with it. She's organized. She has her little timer set and she has her schedule and the teachers have been really organized. And so she's been doing fine, but I have, there have been times where she just kind of breaks down a little bit or like, like you mentioned earlier, it made me laugh because it was like, you know, I got, she got bumped out of a, you know, a Zoom or something and she, she overreacts and thinks like she's never going to let, get let back in and she's not going to know what's going on. And, and she's not usually like that. And so I've had to try to really just kind of put it all, you know, this is all, it, it's not that she's just, I don't want to say to her like, oh, you're overreacting or, oh, please. And, you know, we'll talk about it later and she'll, she'll even say, you know, oh, I know I made a big deal about that, but it's just because there's these stressors, things like that you mentioned, you know, the friends and just all these different things that maybe she's not expressing, but that are kind of going around in her head. Yeah, absolutely. And we can't, we can't minimize that. We have to acknowledge that. We have to respect that. And we have to say, look, you know, this is hard and you're doing the best you can and we will help you in any way that we possibly can and we'll work it out. And the beauty is that teachers are pretty forgiving. Teachers are pretty you know, flexible and understand technology issues. But when it's you and when you're in that moment, it's terrible. It's awful. It's it's a grade. It's a it's a test. It's something that that's all you can focus on. And so, you know, it, it adds a lot of pressure to the situation. It does. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we have lots more to talk about this on this topic. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. And we're talking with Dr. Putt, and we're talking a lot about, you know, kids and parents, mental health, especially, you know, specifically during this time of COVID and just things that you've been seeing and maybe how to deal with some things. Um, so what about, you know, what advice can you can you give to maybe parents or kids or both or just how to, you know, what's, what would be your best advice maybe? I think so much of success is mindset. You know, just really thinking about the situation and how to approach it and and not becoming overwhelmed by all the challenges and all the problems and all the concerns and just really taking it one step at a time. And, okay, if if the Internet's the problem, how can I troubleshoot that and focus on it and and not catastrophize, not get stuck in a situation where you're thinking, you know, it's terrible, it's awful, I'm going to fail the class, I'm going to you know, not be able to make this up. I'm not going to be able to log on. We tend to to jump to those catastrophic, negative, gigantic reactions when instead, you know, a lot of times it's better to to focus on what is the immediate problem? I cannot get on the internet. What are my solutions? Who are my resources? What are some workarounds? How can I be creative? Should I communicate this immediately so the teacher knows? You know, really teaching them a problem-solving model of of focusing on that next step. And, and, and that's really effective. 
a good way to do the, this is, is to kind of use an analogy of fog. So if you're driving along, and this is really more for parents than kids, but the idea of if you're driving along and suddenly it becomes incredibly foggy, you can't see, you can't see around you, you can't see in front of you. You're moving slowly, you've got your headlights, and all you can see is what's right in front of you. If you just stop right where you are, you are going to cause the most immense pileup that's been seen on that road for quite some time. It's going to be a huge problem. If you race ahead, you have no idea what's in front of you. You could run off the road, you could run into someone else, or worse yet, kill or hurt somebody. But if you just stay steadily at the course and you can focus on that part you can see, the little bit that you can, you go slowly, you go steadily, you focus on and tackle that thing that's right before you, fog doesn't last forever. Fog lifts, wind blows, fog goes away, it dissipates, and then eventually you'll be able to, to smoothly drive to wherever you need to go. But so often the fog comes in and we become paralyzed by it. We become overwhelmed by it. We panic because we can't see and we don't know what's going on. And so that's what we're really trying to do is, is just focus on that part that's right in front of you, calmly, methodically, systematically move forward safely. If you keep moving, you're not going to get rear-ended. And if you're not flying too fast, you're not going to fly off the road. Do that for a little while and eventually you'll be through the fog. I love that fog analogy. Yes, I had not heard that. And that's, that's a really good thing. And that's just a really good, easy thing to remember too. You know, you could kind of say to yourself, even fog, you know, if there's a situation and, and kind of talk it through. And I love that you said, you know, mindset, because actually on my paper, which I guess you could say I'm lying, but I'm not, I have written down, <laughs> you know, parents, positive mindset, because I think that's so important. Um, and that, and it's, it's easier to say, I realize, and, and I don't always do it in the heat of something either, you know, it's, it's easy to say it, but it does make such a huge difference, you know, um, that we can choose, like you said, how to look at it, you know, is it, is it this big of a deal, um, and just, I try to, with my kids, if they're upset about something or like, like, yeah, the internet's out or something happened, they got bumped out. Like, well, what is, I, I maybe I shouldn't do this, but this is what I'll do with them sometimes if they're kind of overreacting a little bit. Well, what is the, let's look at the big picture. What is the worst thing that could happen here? Well, I don't, you know, I don't do well in this test or something like that because it doesn't, you know, it got lost or whatever. Okay. What's the worst thing that could happen because of that? Well, I don't do as well in the classes I wanted. What's the worst thing that, you know, and then they kind of realize like, even if those worst case scenarios happen, it's not like, it's, it's going to be okay in the big picture of things. You know, I tell them you'll be able to be a productive member of society. <laughs> you know, even if those things happen, it's going to be, those are things that are going to be okay. Absolutely. And, and the reality is that it takes that perspective. It takes the ability to step back from a stressful situation and look and go, okay, you know what? If I'm having problems with the internet, maybe other people are having problems logging on, or maybe, you know, th this is new for everyone. Everyone's experiencing these challenges, and, and the teachers are going to be forgiving. They're going to be open. They're going to be flexible. They're going to work with you because they're struggling, too. <laughs> the teachers have also had problems with creating curriculum and logging on and, and those different things, and it's good to, to um, uh, take some perspective. It's it's like that uh, that that uh, the funny version of the quote. It's good to walk a mile in another man's shoes because then you're a mile away and you've got his shoes. Uh, but the, the the general idea is it's about perspective. It's about stepping back and looking and look. You know, my fellow students and my other teachers and other kids across this country are struggling just as much. Um, and and 
You know, one of the things that I think we're often overlooking through this pandemic is is the idea of just how much it affects mental health, mm-hmm. right? So one some numbers that I think are really interesting is, you know, less than a third of individuals experience the mental health concerns. Um, this was a, a survey in March. It was like 32% reported having um, mental health concerns were affected by, um, you know, some of the things, health-related things, environmental things, et cetera. 53% when surveyed later said that they were having mental health related symptoms that were affecting them due to COVID. And when you think about it, there's a lot of reasons. There's all the anxiety that we talked about, the panic, the, 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 the worry, will it get better? Will I get sick? Will my family get sick? Will I pass this class? Will I get as good of an education? Am I going to miss out on all those things that I'm supposed to experience? You know, the, the proms and the games and the dances and all those different things. And so there's so many missed opportunities that people tend to focus on all the negatives. But the big piece of it, too, is we're social creatures. We we like to talk to people and interact. You know, when you want to punish someone and then absolutely drive them crazy, you put them in solitary confinement or, you know, the administrative segregation or whatever you call it in a prison. That's the most intense punishment we have in our penal system. And that isolation for an extended period of time can cause significant mental health concerns. Now look at what's happening. We're isolating, we're we're limiting, we're we're not communicating, we're not interacting, we're not going to school, we're, our sports are canceled, all of our vacations are canceled. We're seeing the same three people over and over and over again. So that that familiarity breeds contempt, that that desire to just be outside and do something different. And so I think we really also have to be mindful of these mental health concerns and make sure that we're doing proactive things to acknowledge that this is pretty hard and, and miserable and, and, and uh, a terrible situation. But let's pay attention to those signs and symptoms and find ways to try to counteract. Yep. And that's perfect because I was going to ask you after the next break, I was going to say, we're going to come back. I'm going to ask you what are some signs and symptoms that it's something more serious than just, you know, getting frustrated here and there or just, you know, that, those kind of things. But what are some signs and then what are some things families can do to keep, you know, to maintain, you know, their mental health, to stay healthy mentally. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about those couple of things when we come back. So, Dad, what do you know about saving for college? Enough to be dangerous. Something about the start of the school year, I just get a little freaked out that we're not getting anywhere. Our savings account earns nothing. You had Ohio's 529 plan. Wait, I had one? You did. How are your student loan payments coming? I don't have student loan payments. (laughs) No, you don't. Tax-free, accepted nationwide. See why Ohio's 529 plan is the plan that can at collegeadvantage.com. Okay, and as I said before the break, I wanted to ask you, you know, so what are some signs either in yourself or your kids that you're like, you know what, I think there's something more serious than just getting frustrated from time to time or being sad from time to time, because that's normal. You're missing out on things, all the things you just mentioned before the break, you know, that are that's ha- that are happening. And um, that's normal to be disappointed and, and upset and frustrated, all those emotions from time to time. But what are some signs where you're like, you know what, I think there's something more going on either with myself or my kids? I think the first thing would be a a change in their baseline personality. So, you know, you have a situational thing and you're frustrated and you, you snap and you get angry or you're irritated or irritable. That makes sense because you're reacting to a specific situation. 
But if, if your child is now chronically irritable, chronically worried, chronically down, then that's that's certainly a sign or symptom. If it's a change from their baseline functioning, then you really want to go, okay, now I've noticed that even when things are just kind of eh, they're, they're still miserable. Or even when things aren't that bad, they're still really worried. And so that would be one sign or symptom. And then another is always impact on functioning. We're always looking at you know, how someone functions, how they're able to function with the rest of the family, how they're able to function interpersonally, how they're able to function with getting tasks completed or self-care, hygiene, things like that. If they're neglecting their hygiene, if they're not sleeping well at night, if they're not engaging in any of those self-care behaviors, those are also red flags we want to pay attention to. Okay. So yeah, for yourself or your kids, right? You, Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the thing, you know, we're sometimes we're so worried. It's like the, the oxygen mask on the airplane, yeah. right? They tell you to put on the oxygen mask first before you take care of your kids because you're useless to them if you're rolling around in the aisles passed out. So the idea is you've got to be able to recognize and that's where having supports come in. You know, it's great. And, you know, this may be idealistic because not everyone has this. But if you have a spouse or a partner or someone in your life, that's great. You can do a little tag team action and you can tap out when you need a break, when you need someone else to kind of step in and supervise or check homework or or, you know, read something and work on a particular assignment. We've got to be able to recognize that in ourselves. But there's a lot of people who don't have that resource. And that that, you know, comes back yeah. to that you know, disproportionate advantage and disadvantage. And, you know, if we're one of those people who have that, we need to focus on how blessed we are. And if we're one of those people who doesn't have that, we need to focus on, well, how can I still get self-care? How can I check in with myself? If I'm not sleeping at night, if I'm worrying, if I'm, you know, if it's affecting my work and performance when I'm at my job, if it's, if I'm snapping at my kids all the time and yelling at them over the littlest things, these are all things that we should start paying attention to and go, okay, now what can I do? to to reel this in a little bit. Yes. And I think as you were talking and saying, you know, if you do, if you are fortunate to have someone like that um, and you know that other, some people don't, and I know it's different now because you can't, maybe you're not going to just go over there and and do things for them, but maybe reach out to them in any way, even if it's just, you know, conversation or a check-in, you know, knowing like, Hey, this mom or this dad, you know, they're kind of, kind of doing this all on their own. Um, and so just to kind of maybe touch base with them, right? Just to give them, even just give them a call or FaceTime or something. Yeah. And I've seen uh, families uh, recently, especially at the hospital, where they they found creative solutions. So it might be like a learning pod where, okay, we're going to do two weeks where this parent is essentially the teacher, the supervisor, the, the monitor, whatever. And then the other parent is, uh, you know, in another family. Uh, is is working and doing their other things or whatever, and then the next two weeks, the other parent is essentially going to be the 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 proxy, the teacher, the the monitor, the person who's doing that, and it allows for okay, I'm gonna strain my schedule here at work, but they understand because then the next two weeks I'm gonna be here, and you know a lot of times um, when when I talk to families about it, they they choose a two week window because of sort of that COVID period and that that idea of you know, those nice long blocks and minimizing exposure and all those types of things instead of, you know, this day on and this day off. But there's a lot of creative solutions that people can use um, that involve technology or family or support or, um, you know, anything, even like alarms and structure. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with is the lack of structure. 
when you go to school, there's bells and there's lunch times and there's this. Now when you're home, you know, kids are eating kind of when they want to or whatever they want. They just go all to the fridge long. and yeah, there's no, yeah, they're all day long and some parents too. Uh, uh, it's, I, I think that, you know, there's like the freshman 15, there's going to be right. like the COVID 50 or something. But the general idea though, is it's because of the lack of structure. We have increased stress. We have increased cortisol levels. We have increased hormones in our brain that are released because of stress. And so what happens is we tend to try to numb that or, or, or appease that by eating or by watching a show or doing something. But part of the reason we're successful in other areas of our lives is because of structure. So, if, you know, your kids might not have gym, but build in exercise. It's amazing how much attention improves and stress decreases and health improves when you have structure, when you have exercise, when you have activity, when you still have a set bedtime, when you still have a planned lunchtime. These things might sound like more work, like, oh, I've got to plan a lunch too, and now I've got to do exercise, but it pays off because now your kids have exercised, they're tired, they're going to be less bouncing off the walls. Now you've planned the meal, so it's going to save you money and you can plan ahead. Now you've planned the bedtime, so they're not going to have disrupted sleep and be irritable and crabby have poor consolidation of learning, which happens when they're exposed to light or have poor sleep patterns um, late at night. So you can do a lot of things just with structure that is going to improve the overall functioning of your household. Those are great tips for sure. And I think you're saying exercise, just even getting out, you know, I'll make my kids go and with me and out and take dog for a walk even if it's cold you know bundle up and they always every time they even if they're like oh it's too cold or we don't want you to they always say at the end like oh that was fun or that felt good I'm glad we went and it does it just just getting a little bit of sunlight um just fresh air change of pace you know I'm like let's get out of the house you've been in the house all day you've been sitting at the computer so just something like that getting outside if you can absolutely and in between so that's the that's stuff that you do before and whatnot, but in between. So, you know, they say sitting's the new smoking. So the idea of just sitting on our butts this whole time isn't good for our circulation. It isn't good for our body. So, you know, once an hour at minimum, you get up and you stretch and you move and you just, you walk around, you get some water, you take a pee, you do something, but just even just getting up and stretching your neck, you don't want, you know, the sort of the, the, the hunched over and the carpal yeah. tunnel and all those different things. If you get up and stretch a little bit once an hour, that's going to have a profound impact on how you feel at the end of the day, as opposed to being hunched over at a computer all day long. Yeah, and that's all related to your mental health is what you're saying. And I think a lot of times you wouldn't really realize that or think about it. Um, or you think like, I got to just, you know, I have to get this done. I can't get up. I have to stay here. Your kids might be telling you that. No, I have this due. But um, what you're saying is it's better to say just, you know what I mean? Just that can wait a couple of minutes. Just get up for five minutes or two minutes or something. Yeah, you're making it a habit. It's a habit to do that every hour to stretch, to to move your neck around, to get a, a glass of water, to, to, to just move around from the chair. Doing that is an incredibly healthy behavior. And I would think, you know, just if you need to take a break, right? Like maybe you feel like I'm just getting, or your kids, you know, yourself or your kids, like I'm just getting, you know, just too kind of stressed or anxious or whatever it might be, or you can sense your kids. It's like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Just, this will be okay. You know, maybe you just let your teacher know or whatever it is. Just take a, a little break and maybe you need to go off by yourself for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Just to kind of a, a break. And I think that's, that's okay to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
Yeah. And and that's good self-care. That's a positive thing for your health. That's a positive thing for your body, your circulation, et cetera. But it's just good self-care to take that little momentary break. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be much, but it does have an impact when you do it. Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure you would say, you know, if you feel it's getting beyond, you know, something you can control, then to seek help. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's where being a parent in tune to their child's behavior or a parent in tune to their own behavior uh, and how it's affecting them is is really important. You know, we weren't designed for this. We didn't go to school to be teachers or to set up a classroom in our home. We aren't used to monitoring necessarily at the level or intensity that we are. And the world doesn't seem to care that we also have to make dinner and keep the house clean and do our job and in homes that weren't designed to have, you know, 15 different offices that are soundproof with amazing internet connections. So we're all trying really hard to do the best that we can. So I think one big thing that I would really point out to parents specifically is, you know, give yourself a break. You know, you're doing a good job. It's hard. No one has been in this situation before. And, you know, when you look at it on the whole, Almost every single parent I've talked to has really stepped up Mm -hmm. and really done a great job and oftentimes way more than they thought they could do when we started this process. And, you know, out of necessity, they've stepped up and done that. And, you know, we're so hard on ourselves and we're so stressed and we we don't, you know, we're so frustrated with the schools changing the rules every five minutes and it's hybrid, it's in-person, it's online and they're not getting this and they're getting this and the assignment only comes out at this time and you got to check it and then you got to double check it. And there's so many things and they keep changing the rules. They keep moving the goalposts. They keep making it different. And our jobs aren't often that flexible. We don't all have jobs where we can, you know, do something whenever we want, whatever time, kind of get it done and fit it in. And so it creates incredible pressures that our lives and our system wasn't designed for. So give yourself a break recognize that you're doing the best you can and that really almost every single person that I've seen is doing a great job with this. And if you honestly look back at it, I think most parents will see like, I'm I'm actually doing a pretty good job. My kid's getting a good education. I'm, you know, holding it together. We just have to make it through this, you know, focus on the, the, the part we can see in front of us. Don't stress about the fog. It will lift. This too shall pass. And if you focus on those things, I think it will help prevent you from spiraling into an anxiety or depressive state. Such great advice. Yeah, give yourself a break and give your kids a break too. Um, You know, this is all the things that we're feeling. They're feeling these things too. Um, And so, you know, maybe they forget to turn something in or do something, you know, just give them a break and a little grace, you know, for yourself and for your kids and the teachers, you know, everyone involved. And like you said, I think people are doing a lot better job than they probably think they are. Maybe Um, some, some parents, because like you said, you want to, they want to do everything perfectly and everything, you know, put all that pressure on themselves. So um, you're probably doing a much better job than you think. And it doesn't have to be done the same way your friend is doing it or another parent that you know, or you think think that's how they're doing it, you know, based on their pictures on social media or something like that. Um, Just do the best way that you can do it for your family. Absolutely. Comparison is, is a killer comparison. You know, 
the, the Facebook photos are lies. You know, that we, 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 not everyone is that happy all the time. And we're trying to compare ourselves to these impossible ideals and models that, you know, you do the best that you can. And the reality is you're doing a great job. And I think that that's, that's what's lost a lot of times in the shuffle. Great advice. And that's great advice to end on because I think that's super important. So I want to thank you so much, um, Dr. Putt, for being here again. It was my pleasure. And I think there was, you just gave a lot of really good practical advice. Easy to to just listen to this and walk away and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, make this one little change or think, you know, just more my mindset, a little more positive or give myself a break. Just something easy that a parent could do for themselves and their kids um, to make a big difference. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at CollegeAdvantage.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com, like Apparently Speaking on Facebook, and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.